Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Angry Nerds Podcast, because... It's just Katie and I this week. How's it going, Katie? Good. It's been a busy, busy week, but another week is starting. I'm not prepared, but I will do it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, it's it's a long weekend here in BC, but I don't know. I still feel like I'm busy. I'm not relaxing. I should be, but. I'm never relaxing. It is never happening for me. Yeah. I feel like I should actually have a long weekend after this long weekend because I don't feel like it's just not enough. <laughs> Fair. Um, but yeah, let's just dive into the news. Uh, Loki Season 2 and Echo get fall premiere dates October 6, 2023 for Loki Season 2 and then November 29th, 2023 for Echo. Echo, though, unlike Loki, is just dropping all up all of the episodes all at once, which is very unlike Disney Plus. Normally, they stagger the episodes; they do a weekly release. Not with Echo, though; they're just dumping it all at once. Which I don't know. Some people are saying, "Is it that bad that they just don't want to bother stringing people along for weeks, and they just want to just dump it out?" Or maybe they're they're just changing it for whatever reason. I don't know. Are you excited for either show? Um, I enjoyed Loki, but I don't know about the other one. Yeah. I haven't watched that one. <laughs> maybe that's so, why they're, they're that's dump- all the input I could give. Maybe that's why they're dumping <laughs> it all at once, because they're like, you know what? Nobody wants to check this out. <laughs> Nobody knows it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, Loki season two will reportedly clear up Jonathan Major's MCU future as King the Conqueror. So, um, yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. Yeah, he's I don't know, maybe not a great person. Who knows? Well, he knows. perhaps not. Yeah, he, <laughs> he knows. Yeah, we've been. Uh, Waiting, I think, to hear what Marvel is going to do with him. Nobody knows for sure, but apparently Loki Season 2 will clear up what's going to happen. 
And we don't know what that means. It's very nebulous. Could be that Loki season two ends and he's like, I'm King the Conqueror, or maybe some other person walks out, different actor, and that's our new king. Yeah, I was just going to ask what that means. Yeah. It's... Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, it just means by the end of Loki, we'll, we'll know for sure if Jonathan Majors is sticking around or not. So. I mean. It's so weird because he hasn't really been playing Kang that long. Like he really just was Kang and Loki, and then uh, the new Ant Man movie. But really, that's it. So they could replace him, and then just be like, "This is a new Kang variant," or they could do whatever they want to do. But yeah, I I have a feeling they're gonna replace him just because it. it it seems like it's more worth work than it's worth to keep him around because they keep him around. He's going to be doing press and then the press are going to ask him questions about what he did and all that other stuff. It almost seems easier to just, I don't know, say no, like we're not keeping you around and then just get someone else new who doesn't have baggage. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I like him as an actor, but I just feel like it's just more work than it's worth to keep him around at this point. Yeah, I think they should just, like, maybe erase that part of the MCU history. Yeah. <laughs> just pretend it didn't exist. I mean, they've recast actors quite often, even with the new um, Captain America movie. They've got Thunderbolt mm. Ross being played by Harrison Ford when he was William Hurt in like the last few movies, so they do it quite up often, more often than people think, but obviously for different reasons. William Hurt passed away, but yeah. regardless. We'll apparently find out very soon. Well, not October 6th exactly, but you know, sometime after that. Uh, speaking of Kings. Uh, Ant-Man 3 writer Jeff Loveness is reportedly off the Avengers Kang Dynasty. Uh, apparently been uh, kicked off the project. Don't know if this is true or not. Uh, but yeah, apparently even before the writer's strike that's going on right now, he was apparently kicked off. Which is... Ugh. Mm. I mean... Ant-Man 3 was not great. And I think maybe when that... Uh, failed to meet expectations. They may Marvel maybe realized. I think we, we need someone else on this project. That's just my guess, but yeah, we'll see. Um, Fantastic Four. Emma Stone reportedly offered the Sue Storm role, and David Diggs is in talks for the thing. Emma Stone, back in the news. Again. I've seen so many potential casting for this one. Like, yeah. this movie's just bringing out all the rumored castings. Yeah, and I feel like when someone does get cast, someone out there is going to be like, see, I was right this whole time. We're going to be like, yeah, because you guys listed, like, everyone in Hollywood. Like. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, it's... it's uh, Emma Stone is exciting. I would like that. I, I wouldn't hate it. This is why I don't think she would be in the writing, because she's like an Oscar-winning actress, and like, I don't know. 
It just seems like she doesn't need to do a movie like this. And if she did, it's locking her into a big commitment of making these movies. And I guess in my mind, I'm like, hmm, maybe, I don't know. It just, it feels tough for me to imagine her committing to making like 10 Marvel movies when she wants to do Yargos Lanthimos movies and other Oscar bait stuff. Um, I don't know. Maybe she changes her mind. She's got a, a, a child now. Maybe she's like, got to put uh, food on the table for the kid. Maybe the Oscar movies don't do that, but Marvel does. I don't know. But. Yeah. I did see, um, who was it? One of the Jennifers charging less um, to shoot a Wes Anderson thing or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe, maybe that. Yeah. I, uh, that That's the only way I could see her really being up for it is if she was, if it's like, it pays very well, and then, you know, they could maybe work around her schedule so she makes other movies and then goes comes back and does Fantastic Four movies. So, we'll see. Nothing is official yet. And, like, right now everyone's saying Adam Driver is going to be our Reed Richards, but we don't know for sure. We haven't had heard official from Marvel yet, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but something that is official is Deadpool 3 will feature the return of Brianna Hildebrandt's Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Shioli Kutsuna's Yukio. So, good for them. Coming back. Don't know what extent they will be in the story, but they were in there at the end of Deadpool 2, so at the, I think at the very least, if they're going to continue with the story, they'll be there to at least be in the beginning of the story and maybe throughout, but Deadpool 3 is seeming like a very busy movie. There's a lot going on in this movie. I'm curious and a little bit excited, but mostly curious how they're going to make this all work. Okay, uh, Deadpool 3 as Doctor Strange star Chiwetel Ejiofor. So, good for him. I don't think he's playing the same character he played in Doctor Strange, though. So. Which one? Doctor Strange? Yeah, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who played um, Baron Bordo. So. Ah! Okay. More major roles. Yeah. I could see him being like a villain. I don't know who the villain of Venom 3 would be, but I mean, Lord knows you put a British actor in there as a villain. Probably not the worst thing in the world. So. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Okay. Uh... Ahsoka, the uh, Disney Plus show set in the Star Wars universe, uh, gets an official premiere date. We'll hit Disney Plus on August 31st. So before you go back to school, if you go to school, you can watch Ahsoka. That, that could be very exciting for people. I don't know. But, yeah. Um... 
Star Wars. Dave Filoni's Mandoverse movie may not be tired heir to the Empire after all. So there was a rumor last week that the title of the movie will be Heir to the Empire, which is a direct uh, title kind of ripping from the book, which is also called Heir to the Empire. So everyone got all excited, and now they're saying, eh, maybe it'll not be titled that. I have a feeling they don't know what the title is yet because they're probably still writing the movie. So I don't know. Don't get too excited about what movies could be titled when it's still being written. Nothing has been defined yet. Could be it. Could be something else. Alright. Uh, Superman Legacy. A bit of an update on casting. We heard we got a big dump on casting information for this movie last week. Uh, Nicholas Holt is now said to be the only actor in consideration for Lex Luthor. Which sounds good. Uh, anyone's better than... Uh, the guy that played him in the Batman v Superman movie, which was just awful. Little fidgety little brat. And then finally, Hellboy, the Crooked Man has finished shooting, gets seal of approval from creator Mike Mignola. So, good for them. I don't know if I'm really excited for a new Hellboy yet, but it's coming. I think uh, that movie will have a bit of a upwards battle because I don't know if people. What's Hellboy? Sorry. What's Hellboy? What is Hellboy? What is uh, that? Hellboy is about a uh, demon who gets left behind on Earth, and then he gets trained. He gets raised by this agency to uh, fight kind of supernatural threats to Earth, but then at the same time, these demons are like, "Hey, you're one of us." Why are you fight? Why are you fighting against us? You should be fighting with us. So he has a bit of a, bit of a conundrum in in him that he he's a demon, but he's also fighting demons as well. Uh, the first two movies starred Ron Perlman and were very good, and then the last movie that came out starred uh, David Harbor from Stranger Things, and it was awful, and people were very upset. And now they're making a new one, and it doesn't star star Ron Perlman. Uh, but apparently, uh, they're working very hard to make it very good, which I think is all for the best. Good luck to them. Yep. Then all the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of funny because, like, really, the first two Hellboys are great. I I love them to death, but really, we haven't had a really good. Uh, you know, movie aside from those first two, so I mean, we're right now like two and two and one, two good movies to one bad one. So we'll see. Maybe it will be two and two. Maybe it'll be three and one. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So okay, that is it for review or for new sorry let's come back and we can review the new fast furious movie lord help me i'm not ready for this all right hey everybody it's curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're brought to you by amazon prime amazon prime's got amazing content such as the boys 
The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. Uh, got quite a few things to review, and as always, well, as you know, we, don't, we we have a standard amount of time. I don't know why I always say we don't have a whole lot of time to review. We do. We, we, we have we have time, but let's dive into it. Uh, the first thing this week is Fast X, and if you're thinking to yourself, I've seen all of these movies, how does this one compare... The answer is poorly. Um, I, I, like, going into this, a friend of mine and fellow film critic said to me, these movies are stupid, just turn off your brain and you'll enjoy it. I thought, you know what, you're coming at this with a great mentality. I respect that. I'm going to turn my brain off and just enjoy this as, as loud, dumb entertainment. Even when my brain turned off, this movie was troubling on so many levels. Um, I don't know who wrote this movie. I could probably look it up, but whoever wrote this movie is not good as a writer. Just awful. Um, I had many problems with the plot of this to the point where you just realize that they're adding characters for literal plot convenience. Um, Mild spoiler alert, but there's a character introduced in this movie that literally throughout this movie does practically nothing and then at the end is revealed to be a double agent. And I'm like, wow. So this character literally was in the whole movie just to be utilized in the end as a plot device. Just, just, that's that's what we're working with here. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know who is still turning up for these movies, but I gotta say, it's it's not looking good. It's, for me, at least these movies have been kind of going downhill for quite a while, but like, it, when you literally have uh, a movie that just drags its heels and, you know, you just have ridiculous things going on. Like, there was a point in this movie where, like, there's this insane car chase, and I was supposed to be enjoying it, but like, the CGI was really questionable, and I really wasn't that invested in the character's actions or their motivations so by the time i'm watching this i'm just like i don't care like i don't care if they're flipping cars around outside the vatican don't care it doesn't interest me at all um yeah and i would understand that this movie had a resolution but it doesn't they've they've said that they're turning this movie into like a little sub trilogy within this franchise which has already been wearing itself thin but now this is like the first movie and there's two more coming and i'm just like no i i i don't want that i i don't want more of these and the fact is is they could have easily just kept the story condensed kept it kind of in a focused manner and it would have been okay but instead they just went hard on it and they now have set up more movies and i don't know I'm just not that... I, I just... I don't even know if I want to turn, watch the next one. It's just not worth it. So, uh, I'm giving this 3 out of 10. Uh, I don't know uh, if anyone 
really should be watching this just because it's like it's not entertaining and if you want to convince yourself it is that's fine but i i can't do it i can't convince myself this is entertaining anymore. damn i saw a viral tweet praising it though uh, i don't know i remember damn sorry. okay <laughs> sorry sorry the fast fast and the furious fans but yeah um Something that is a lot better, but is comparatively getting worse. Well, it's getting as bad reviews, if not slightly better. But White Man Can't Jump, the new movie hitting Disney Plus. Um, yeah, people have been not fans of this movie, uh, which I didn't quite understand because I saw a screener for this in advance, and obviously I watch these things in a bubble. So I watch it for a review. I have no idea what what the world at large is going to think never really impacts my review because I still have my thoughts, but I'm always super curious to see what people think of a lot of these kind of movies. And, um, yeah, I watched this. I thought this is good. Uh, and then, yeah, people were, were not liking it, but I will say I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a really simple, like, Two people both have something to prove. They pair up with each other to win this uh, basketball contest, which will give them a ton of money. And it just it felt like a very feel-good kind of comedy. Um, people have said that Jack Harlow is not a good actor. And I don't know. I mean, comparatively, yes. He's not Denzel Washington or um, Jack Nicholson or anything. But, yeah, I thought he was very good in this. And he played... Played to his charm well. Um, I like that the um, that the actors had good chemistry. I kind of bought that they would be not fans of each other at first, but eventually they're friends. I bought into that kind of uh, that plot there. Um, I've seen a lot of people compare this to the original movie, and sure, I've never seen the original, so maybe I have that benefit. Maybe if I watch it, I think this movie wouldn't be as good. But yeah, I thought this movie was very fun and enjoyable. Uh, very just heartwarming and cute. Um, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I, you know, I think its main issue is that the plot kind of bogs itself down with continuously hitting home the same points over and over again. Uh, you know, for instance, Jax Harlow's character is like very low on cash. And there was like at least 10, 10 scenes where he's, it's like, Oh, he doesn't have money. And I'm like, I, I, I don't need that much. Like, if you're telling your story properly, you maybe need one really impactful scene to illustrate that the person doesn't have money and they have stakes in winning this basketball tournament. Um, same with the other guy. Oh, he's got uh, anger issues. Just needed one scene. I didn't need 10 scenes of him getting angry at people for me to understand that he had an anger issue. So, I don't know. I just felt like that the movie kind of dragged itself along a few times, just repeating itself. But, I mean, it still was very enjoyable. I still had fun at the end of the day. Alright. Next up is American Born Chinese, which is also hitting Disney+. Plus. Uh, but unlike White Man Came From, it's not out yet, but it's going to be out very soon. Um, I really enjoyed this. It is a... Uh, story of 
kind of like this an ancestry um things get getting carried down i don't want to spoil too much but the the story from the past kind of carries over to the present and then there's um a boy he goes to school and he tries his best to fit in with all these other cool kids but then he maybe realizes that i don't know he shouldn't be he shouldn't be trying so hard to fit in with these people that don't like him instead he meets new friends people who are more uh interested in his well-being so that was that was good i think for the most part this um the show kind of like really fleshed itself out very well and kind of told a really like good story kind of about like self-acceptance and just try to you know be yourself i do think that my main issue with it is like some characters got underutilized um there's just some characters that i was like oh cool i can't wait to see what they do with this and it just felt like they were there as window dressing they didn't really feel as substantial to the plot as they could have been I kind of can't really get into details without spoiling things, so I don't know. That's You'll have to kind of watch it for yourself to figure that one out. But, yeah, uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I think it's good. I think it just kind of gets a little bit held back with, yeah, the plot being a little uneven. But there's that. Okay, next up is the latest Paul Schrader movie, which is um, Master Gardener. And Master Gardner is very much like most other movies by Paul Schrader. There's a lonely outsider, <coughs> excuse me, who uh, he has uh, a bit of a bit of a backstory and a history, something that kind of keeps him uh, kind of isolated from society. But then he gets dragged into a conflict in front of him, and he has to maybe bring out his more subdued tendencies. This is like most other Paul Schrader movies as of late, which I'm not saying that as a bad thing, but it's just funny that he kind of follows a similar formula. Um, and yeah, I'm not saying that the formula doesn't work. It does work quite well. It's uh, nice to see um, Joel Edgerton working with him, and they have a great chemistry in terms of uh, actor and director. Um, I did like the plot and the story in the movie overall. Um, I did kind of feel like the ending, without spoiling too much, kind of left me with some raised eyebrows, um, just in terms of some of the choices they made, but I don't know. I still really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I will give it an 8 out of 10. It's quite good. And, uh, you can check that out soon. Also, out no well i think it's actually out now is what's the love got to do with it and uh this movie is uh i don't know it's being touted as a rom-com but i i have questions i have severe questions about whether uh this is either romantic or comedy uh it's a movie that's that's for sure and um but yeah essentially it's a largely inoffensive and standard romantic movie. It's about two childhood friends who are now in their 30s who must figure out if they want to be, if they want to date each other or if they want to follow the different paths that have been set out for them. Um, this is, the, the, the thing about this movie is that Lily James plays the female lead 
And her character is very selfish and insufferable, and I didn't really care for her much at all. I like Lily James as an actress, but this character was just insufferable. Like, you're supposed to believe that she's somebody that people would pine over, and I'm like, if this was a real person, people would be like, you're, you've got your head up your ass. I don't want to be around you. Um, so yeah, uh, it didn't really quite buy into it for me that she would be somebody that these that people would be pining over. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it, it, it's such a standard kind of romantic movie that for better or for worse, you kind of know what you're getting with it. I mean, if, if you're kind of okay with your romantic movies having very little in the way of twists and turns, this is, this is good. This will do the trick. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. It's not that great, but I think if you are watching this, you kind of know what you're getting with something like this. Okay, Katie, it's time for us to talk about the ultimatum. Queer love. Uh, we've seen 8 out of the 10-ish episodes, but we're only allowed to talk about episodes 1 through 4 so far. But... Yes. What did you think of the ultimatum so far? Queer, queer love edition. I'm annoyed by several contestants in this season mm. of the ultimatum. I, I, I feel like they're not there to do what the show is meant to do. Yeah. And like some of them frustrate me a lot. Um, <laughs> Some of them straight. I just don't want them to appear anymore. Um, it's just I preferred the last one to this one. Like straight people are not fun to watch in any reality show, but like the last one was definitely better than whatever this was. Is my thoughts so far? Right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like, when we're watching episodes one through four, this is mostly, like, introducing the couples, and then they have their first of the trial marriage. So, if you've never seen uh, The Ultimatum, it's, uh, these couples come in, one half of the couple issues an ultimatum, saying, like, I want to, I want to ring on my finger or else we're done. And, um, yeah, so... When they date and they find somebody, they pair up with somebody and they decide if they want to get married with them or not. So, I don't know. Uh, there's definitely some people on the show that were like, just, just like, how did this person get approved to be on the show? They just should not have passed any tests. Um, I'm thinking of Vanessa. Vanessa, for sure, like, it's just, like, she's there to stir the pot. For sure. I don't enjoy her vibe. No. Absolutely not. It's like, and I say this as a white person, but like, it just, it, she just seems like the most cliche, nightmare white person that I can think of. Just, I don't know. I, I have thoughts for days on Vanessa, but she's, she's not great. And then like, some of the pairings just seemed really weird. Like, there's Ozzy and, um... No, I feel like they just ran out of choices. I think that's what it is. There was, like, some that made sense. Like, um, Xander and her pairing, that was great. 
Um, like there were some that like, okay, I could genuinely see some some uh, romantic interest there. But uh, yeah, most of them were don't know what they were doing. Some of them just felt like people were like, if I don't pair up, I'm gonna be off the show. So I, I'm just gonna pair up with this person, and it just felt like. I'm, I'm thinking of Ozzy for this one. Yeah, Ozzy definitely felt like she just got with Mildred, just because like Mildred was available, and it just. Yeah. But then watching Ozzy and Mildred like just fight constantly and like, <laughs> it was like, what is going on? This is just awful. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, the audience will come to find out that that didn't last long. Yeah. For reasons that are still unknown to yeah. them. But, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. So far, I mean, we're only allowed to talk about episodes one through four, but like, what would you give this a score of so far? Mm, like a five. Yeah. And that's being slightly generous. I'll I'll give this a six out of ten. I'm also feeling like I'm being slightly generous, but it's <laughs> it's, it's not good. But I think what keeps it entertaining is like this is clearly like just a group of people with like like just crazy issues and they're just all being like thrown onto the show and for better or for worse they're just they're just wild they're there's something else so cool all right well that's it for this week let's uh reconvene we'll we'll, we'll talk next week talk about the little mermaid that's coming out so you know that's all about Oh. I'm actually excited to see that. I don't know if I'll have the chance to, but I'm actually excited to see it. I, I've seen some reviews, like, just rip it apart, and I've seen some people say it's, like, one of the best Disney remakes of all time, so I don't know what to make of it anymore. At this point, I'm like, I'm just gonna I, go. I like to give Hallie a chance, because I actually like her. Yeah. I'm like, at this point, <laughs> I just need to watch it for myself and see. Yeah. But. Yeah. Cool. Well, until next time, everybody... Bye for now. Hey, Spark. Have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. I'm the ghost of What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on, in fact. 
Why don't you go to HTTP colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creatingregards so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep?